0: Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly Odyssey into all the Oddity Planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I'm Tiny, sitting across from me is John Long. Hello. Everyone's favorite NCAA football podcast. That's right. <laughs> Here to talk about boy. The Iron Bowl. Boy, what a game. I don't know
0: if you heard me hollering across the street through the entire game, mostly at the referees.
1: I was about to say, it doesn't matter what fan base you belong to. Yeah. You have a beef with the, the officiating <laughs> on no, that game. The whole state of Alabama hated the refs during that game. They were horrible. Did did they use, like, blind refs? Was I think like, so. <laughs> I think the stereotype is true. They were blind. I was, like, was this, like, some diversity, equity, and inclusion pick? Yeah. <laughs>
0: Uh, you know, uh, they missed that face mask on the kick return, Mm -hmm. right? And they
1: called a block, which
0: it was a block in the back, but they
1: called that and they didn't even mention the face mask. I didn't even
0: have enough time to joke that the only reason there was a face mask because the guy was pushing him in the back. You know, (laughs) our guy never would have committed that penalty if they weren't cheating, you know, (laughs) before there was something else to get mad about. Yeah, wild. They had three men in motion at the snap of the ball one time. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. But
1: whatever. Um, How about that fourth and long? Which one? (laughs) The the fourth and 31 when we won the game? (laughs) Well, I mean, that was the big one. When that happened, it looked like Jalen, he didn't celebrate because he was just expecting another flag to get thrown.
0: (laughs) Well, a lot of our fans are saying Isaiah Bond pushed off. But there was a lot of fighting in the back of the end zone. There, I was gonna that.
1: say he had him wrapped up by the jersey. Yeah, right. Before, he was, he was he, hugging him. Yeah,
0: yeah. So what? I don't, I don't count that. A little bit mm-hmm. of hand fighting between a defensive back and a receiver. Mm-hmm. It's fine. That's that's above board to me. But yeah, we won. And probably the three moments that stand out in my mind as an Alabama fan, of which I screamed so loud my head hurt, was. Mount Cody blocking that kick against Tennessee, blocking the second kick against Tennessee. (laughs) saving, uh, Salvaging our
1: our perfect season.
0: Yeah, beating Lane Kiffin. Second and 26, of which I had to holler in silence because my whole family was asleep during that, traitors. And and then this one. And I screamed so –
1: I couldn't believe it. I picked up my brother-in-law. Oh, no. And like swung him around my living you, like, room. Rag-dolled like, him around. Yes. Like he came in for like, you know, one of those high five slash hugs. Yeah. You know, right. Bro hugs. Sure, right. But I like put my took my other arm and like wrapped it around him and like picked him up. You're
0: not getting away.
1: <laughs> like slung him around the room.
0: You just had to demonstrate your power so he knows <laughs> just it's in the back of his head now. He knows Tiny will crush me. Uh yeah, it was an amazing game. Uh, I'm sorry to the Auburn fans. That, I mean, I know I've, I've been there. We've all been there where you're just on cloud nine and the rug gets ripped out from underneath
1: you. I mean, I feel like this is what you get for yeah. showing us a play-by-play of the kick six for the last for 10 decade. years. Yes. Every single <laughs> Iron Ball Saturday, sure. y'all got to show us play-by-play. You got to yeah. interview the players who were oh, there. yeah. yeah. We got to watch it in slow mo.
0: That's right. I mean, they went on to lose a national championship game that season, but whatever. They all they <laughs> they got kick six. We're gonna get beat by Georgia. By the way, I want to go on record saying that right now. I think Georgia's going to destroy us, and that's you know that's just the way it goes. Georgia's very good. So. They are very good. Yeah. I would. They're no New Mexico State, but they're a
1: pretty good football team. I feel like they're vulnerable.
0: Maybe. But,
1: I mean, like you said, I'm not going to come out and say we're going to lose. I would I would say, hey, it's a coin toss. No, I have
0: to say that so when we do lose, I can just be like, look, I've been calling it all week, guys. <laughs> and then if we
1: win, it's like it don't matter. <laughs>
0: That's right. You, I'll forget this ever happened. We'll delete this podcast off of the internet. Yeah. But, yeah, anyways, even if we do win, I don't think we'll get in the playoffs. So... Because we lost to Texas in week mm-hmm. two. It has been fun to watch our team progress as the year has went. And yeah,
1: they they look. which I think we've said this already. But yeah. They're a totally different team right. today than if, they were. And we're so young. I, I, I say this
0: every year. We're so young. <laughs> Next year, we're going to be beasts. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, well, what a great win. What a great win. It was a perfect cap to a week of uh, me in New York. You know, around all these people who care nothing about college football. So, if I did see one dude with a Tennessee like pullover on, and I gave him a roll tide, mm-hmm. and his wife was like them spitting words, and I was like, maybe so, maybe not. What you gonna do about it? You know. But he was old. I would have broke his hip. He's probably about sixty five. So uh-huh. yeah. Anyways, we won in I'm the most beat you, and Then way. I'm
1: gonna tear down your goalposts. Right. <laughs>
0: And if you're listening and you live in a part of the world, you know, we're huge in New Zealand. Everybody knows that. Number one podcast in New Zealand, according to the information I have (laughs) seen. People forget we were the number one comedy podcast in Kenya for like one week. For a week. (laughs) Yeah. For some reason, I don't get those emails anymore that show all that rankings, but we're probably still the number one podcast in Kenya. (laughs) Get on YouTube and watch the game. It's exciting. It's a very exciting game. And we won. We did. We won.
1: Yeah. With 30 seconds to go.
0: Yeah. And then
1: and then ended the game with an interception. Yeah.
0: Should have been a pick six, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, I read an article, Tuscaloosa News says that they went back and they claimed he stepped out of bounds right. on the three-yard line. Yeah. But I would say, well, they said he stepped out of bounds on that. At fourth down conversion too. Yeah. So well yeah,
0: they uh yeah, they can't they can see that he stepped out of bounds then, but not Jermaine Burton being inbounds clearly, you know, mm-hmm. when he caught the ball. So it should have been a pick six, but that's fine. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> what a wild Auburn fans. If you're not mad at your coach for only rushing two players on fourth and thirty one, you should be. That was an insane move. <laughs> right. You know, I mean... I mean, you know what they're going to do. Yeah, right. We're they're going, going long. Yeah. They, they have fourth, no other choice. It was fourth and goal. We had to go to the end zone. <laughs> you could still rush, uh, put in a decent rush. and They had two rushers and one guy spying the quarterback in case he ran, which... Jalen likes to run and throw the ball when he's over the line of scrimmage.
1: Sometimes, <laughs> yes.
0: I'd like to see him get that fixed, but whatever. So, uh, when do you want me to talk about my adventures in New York?
1: Ooh, mm, I tell you what, let's uh, let's do stories. Yeah, I'll say because we got a and full then, show today. Yeah, we might say that for the Patreon. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, let's get into the because. I, I joked about us being a, a college football podcast. We're just so excited. Yeah, Look, we I mean, actually. Act, if you're here for the first time, <laughs> <we're> welcome. <not>. <laughs> <laughs> we actually do odd news.
0: We do. What you got this week? Okay, uh, we're going to talk about an eco activist who ran into a little bit of trouble. All right. We're going to talk about problems that arise from space flight, and we're going to talk about gay furry
1: hackers. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a story about a woman having to go number one on a plane. Happens. I have an update on the U.S. Catholic priest from Alabama, mind you, who fled with one of his- uh, With an underage girl. Right. Yeah. But I was going to start with this one. I figured this was a, a good one to start with. Study says that deaths when taking selfies at tourist hotspots are a, quote, public health problem. Okay. I mean public health. I feel like some people would say this is just uh natural selection. Yeah, we're in weaning action. the herd. <laughs> we're just weaning the herd. <laughs> but uh the research by the University of New South Wales found that an urgent overhaul of how risks are communicated is needed. Okay. I mean it, <laughs> If there's one thing that we all know is that there's not enough wet floor signs. <laughs> there's not right. enough warnings. Oh, there's warning labels on everything. There's not enough child tamper-proof seals right. on whatever. We got
0: to tell people not to put plastic bags over their heads. <laughs> yes.
1: All of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if you put a plastic bag over your head and you're over 18, yeah, that's on you. Yeah. No, definitely. <laughs> you don't want a child. I'm not talking about toddlers. <laughs> yes. They can't read anyways. They can't read a no warning label. They don't even know what oxygen is. No, right. <laughs> but if you're an adult and you
0: want to play around with a Walmart sack and you put it over your head and you die, sometimes you get what you get.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hope it was worth it. Hope that auto erotic. Yeah. Is, what was they? <laughs> auto erotic asphyxiation. Yes. Hope it was worth it. Hope it was the best one you ever had. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Three hundred and seventy nine fatalities since two thousand eight of selfie deaths were examined through media reports and cross sectional studies. How many three hundred? Three hundred and seventy nine since two thousand eight. That's a that's which, not many at all. I mean, three hundred and seventy nine people. I'd hate I hate for anyone to die. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like we probably have more deaths from swimming pools than yeah. that, don't we? What
0: was it like 15 years? 300 deaths? It's like yeah. what, 50 a year, maybe? Mm-hmm. I can't do math. That's not
1: right. <laughs> and I mean, granted, I mean, I guess this is just, uh, this is specifically selfies. Yeah. But still. Yeah. Anyway.
0: You think they examine their camera rolls? I know you got a story to read. <laughs> I, I, I was, my mind's
1: bouncing around. I was sitting here thinking that what social media companies need to do mm-hmm. is you need to be able to automatically upload selfies to the internet. Yeah, so that if you do die, die that last, the world gets to see the footage. They get to see that last, <laughs> oh crap, expression <laughs> on your face as you're falling. Yes, yes. <laughs> not not saying I'm into that, but all the rest of the people of the world could learn <laughs> Look, from others' mistakes. Listen, tiny live leak, Sullivan. <laughs> Don't try to tell me you're not into that. <laughs> or what if? What if if you were going to, like, some tourist spot, like some cliffside or whatever, some volcanic vent somewhere. Sure. If somehow it, like, triggered your uh, Facebook feed and it just started showing you <laughs> all, like, the death footage from wherever you're going. Sure. You would love that. Save lives. <laughs> I'm trying to save lives here. <laughs> That's way to think of your fellow man, Tony. <laughs> yes. Uh, it says that, uh, <laughs> okay, It was found that of those deaths, falling from cliffs and waterfalls were the most common selfie-related deaths, followed by drowning. Females or girls were the most likely to die with an average age of 22. I mean, that... That lines up. (laughs) Women love to take a selfie.
0: They do. If a guy is taking a selfie, it's like an old man on Facebook doing a profile picture. He's like sitting in his recliner.
1: (laughs) Not smiling. Not smiling at all. (laughs) It was also found that those who had died had often climbed barriers and fences, making their way to dangerous places for the picture. So well, how do you fix that? Do you make a better fence? You don't fix it. (laughs) The problem is fixing itself. Yeah, I mean, for <laughs> real. The report calls for better signage at tourist hotspots with information about the potential dangers of the area for selfie takers. Well, here we go. You, just, you need to get that in your Facebook, in your Instagram feed when you go to sure the said like a,
0: a day since last selfie death, you know, <laughs>
1: <I> <laughs> sign on the fences or whatever. Maybe, you know what we need? We need another day for like remembrance. Oh yeah. Of all the people who died taking selfies.
0: <laughs> a selfie memorial day? Yeah. Okay. I don't hate that at all. We can read their names and stuff.
1: Yeah. I like that. What would the uh what would like the monument look like?
0: It would it would just be a big selfie stick with a phone <laughs> on it maybe. Or yeah. a chick doing a da- a duck face. You know, like at, uh, like at Nakalula Falls. You ever been to Nakalula Falls with a statue of that,
1: of the princess (laughs) jumping off of the falls? Dude, if I was a braver man, how hilarious would it be to go stick a cell phone in (laughs) Nakalula's hand?
0: (laughs) That would be pretty good. We should do it. It'd be like... (laughs)
1: Yeah. Local podcaster dies. <laughs> trying to make fun. Trying to make fun of
0: <laughs> Yeah. If if that happens and I die doing it, I want you to play uh that isn't it ironic song at my funeral. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> this actually is ironic. This is very ironic. <laughs> <laughs> to date, little attention has been paid to adverting selfie-related incidents through behavior change methodologies or direct messaging to others, including through social media apps. The report said. So there, I mean, we're just trying yeah. to fix the problem. We're just trying so. to keep people alive. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what we.
0: That's what we want to do. We want to keep people alive, mm-hmm. unless they're an unborn child. Okay. <laughs> they're cool to kill. <laughs> Everybody else, we want them to be alive. <laughs> yeah. Like like we said at the beginning, it's you don't want anybody to die. Sorry, Sorry about that. You. Oh, there's a selfie death video <laughs> you a, pulled up
1: over there. No, it's an auto. Thank you, auto play video.
0: Oh, those are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't want anybody to die, but in a way, we're kind of helping the world out a little bit. <laughs> We got enough selfies anyways. I think it's weird that you have a camera on you at all times and you choose to take a bunch of pictures of yourself instead of the world around you. Right. I don't understand that. I don't get that line of thinking.
1: I mean, I don't understand it for myself because I, I make terrible pictures. <laughs> yeah, I, I look ridiculous
0: in every picture.
1: <laughs> but I think it's just uh, it's this mindset of, you know, you got to – So many people, they got to post that picture and they got to get the likes. And if they don't get get the likes, then they're sad because, you know, we've
0: addressed that we don't do enough as men to encourage fellow men like women do. Mm-hmm. like a woman will post a selfie and it's just comment after comment you're beautiful beautiful inside and out
1: I would never <laughs> S- do that
0: <laughs> slay queen all of that good <laughs> stuff we never do that as a guy if you posted a selfie i would make fun of you
1: and as you should yeah <laughs> and, and they wouldn't be and that's fine <laughs>
0: that's- we don't lift each other enough as up as like women do. so We tear each other
1: down. Yeah. The, and only the strongest. Only the strongest survive. <laughs> only the strongest survive into adulthood yeah. where they finally one day snap. <laughs> Shoot up a post office. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The way
0: God intended it. <laughs> I just don't get that mindset. And like my wife, she never takes selfies, you know. Mm-hmm. She'll never send a nude picture.
1: I've been encouraging
0: her for years.
1: Never. That was top of the list as soon as y'all got camera phone. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah, she never will do that. I wouldn't either. I could not think of how horrendous I would look taking a nude selfie. <laughs> Imagine if that got out to the world. Right. Oh, I would never live it down. <laughs> I couldn't do that. You're talking about getting made fun of? <laughs> yeah, you can't do that. So, just be careful out there, people. Yes. It's cool to have good pictures, you know. I get like, hey, I'm at a cool place and but it's fine to hand your camera to somebody else and go, "Will you take my picture?" I've I've done that a million times. In all over the continental U.S. Mm-hmm. and some foreign countries, and every person has said yes and handed their phone handed the phone back to me. You do run the risk of running off. <laughs> I
1: was about to say I've never asked somebody to take my picture. Oh, for real? And it's just because, like, I don't want to ask anybody for their help. Like, I'm, too, like, too, I'm proud. too tough. I'm too good for that. That's toxic masculinity right there. Well, it's been toxic as far as my Instagram goes. <laughs> I will say I do have
0: a very good mirror selfie series on my Instagram. <laughs> yes. For those lucky, shout out Nicole, the people that are in on it, you know, mm-hmm. that have found my Instagram. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. I do have a very good 33 so far, I think, is what I'm at. Larry Bird's number uh series of mirror selfies, mm-hmm. which I started to be ironic, and now I've just turned it into seeing how weird I can make them. So, <laughs>
1: right.
0: yeah, it's fun. <laughs> so, I get the appeal somewhat. Anyways, be careful out there, ladies. Guys aren't dying a lot doing this.
1: I mean <sighs> – they're probably dying a lot just not doing this.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> right, I think
1: yeah.
0: in every other category, men are dying more than women. Right. Yeah. This is the one
1: area women are beating us at because we're all about equality here. Well, yeah. Oh, of course. <laughs> we need to celebrate women yeah. for beating us in this one statistic.
0: We need the transgenders to get involved on our behalf. <laughs> You know, we need them to get involved. Bring our numbers back. We got to dominate this, guys. OK, let's let's just say on the death topic, a bear in Poland's Carpathian Mountains has mauled an eco activist who is trying to prove the animal's lair was abandoned due to logging.
1: <laughs> OK, the the joke, okay, real, real quick. Sure. Super obscure joke here. Was this bear perhaps possessed by Vigo, the Carpathian? <laughs> I don't know what that means. He's the bad guy from Ghostbusters too. Okay, I don't know that I've seen Ghostbusters too. As I said it in my mind, I was like, "This is this is going to go over terrible." But I just I wanted to say it. You anyway. had to get it in. That's fine. There are people out there who appreciate that joke. <laughs> I just you. don't get it. Yeah, I gave you a
0: courtesy laugh though. <laughs> Thank you. I'm a polite young man. The German was airlifted to a hospital following the attack and was said to be in a serious but stable condition. He had traveled to the bear's den alongside other activists from Wild Carpathians Initiative to check if the area had been affected by logging. The pair had expected the lair to be empty, but the animal pursued them throughout the woods. (laughs) The activist stumbled and fell before being mauled. (laughs) Not as empty as he would have liked it to be. Oh, yeah. They're like, well, I guess the bears don't mind the logging as much as we thought. (laughs) Footage of the bear emerging to attack was captured by a camera set up to monitor the lair. It was shared online by... uh, Oh, these are some Polish names I will never get. Is a spokesman for the Polish Forestry Service who described the incident as an irony of fate. Huh. Well, oh, the yeah. Polish are brutal, man. They do not care. <laughs> they don't care at all. Uh, Pseudo ecologists were attacking foresters, mountain rescue, and policemen. And now these people are saving their lives, he said. Will there be a Darwin Award, Mister Grazowski
1: oh, Added. <laughs> I mean, he's he's really swinging for the fences. Isn't I, mean, he? <laughs> I tell you, the Polish do not play. They may be. Can somebody do a Polish accent? need <laughs> someone to be like sensitivity schmitz-a-tivity.
0: <laughs> Uh The Wild Carpathians Initiative admitted their activists shouldn't have disturbed the mammal which was getting ready for hibernation in the Bieszczady Mountains, which form part of the Outer Eastern Carpathians. The spokesman said there had been an attack on a forester in the same location last year. Despite that, the Forestry Service failed to prevent further deforestation there. Marek Josfiak, an environmental policy officer at Greenpeace, said officials were doing too little to halt the destruction of the forest. Poland is protecting the Carpathian Mountains poorly. Only 3% of the forest is really protected. The rest is being logged or built on, he said. Despite the fact that most Polish bears live in those mountains, there are only two special zones for protections of bear dens. Um, recent monitoring by the campaign organization found up to 40 trucks loaded with timber were leaving the region each day on just one of the roads leading out of the Carpathians. Um, you get what you get, man. Don't go poking around a bear den.
1: I mean, maybe you should just focus on how like the squirrels and the birds don't like the yeah. logging,
0: right? Yeah, that's great. It's a lot to better to go about. check
1: on them. Yeah, you can you can get attacked by squirrels, <laughs> sure, and survive. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, they'll go for your nuts. I've heard. I <laughs> <They> love nuts, <laughs> but don't go
0: poking around a bear den ever. Mm-hmm. Never ever. That just seems like. Common sense, right? Right. Also, common sense is that trees are a renewable resource. Mm-hmm. We don't need to clear-cut everything in the world, but you can manage forests. And maybe, hopefully, they're managing their forests there. We don't have to protect all of it. Mm-hmm. You, wildlife can still survive. It Survive for centuries through fire and ice ages and everything else. So, yeah. You get what you get. The fact that it's on video makes it even better. I'm sure you'll be looking that up. Check the show notes, everybody, if you want to see a bear (laughs) chasing after people.
1: And it also, it makes all your your fellow eco-activists look silly. Yeah, for sure. I I imagine they're not too happy either. No.
0: (laughs) Like, dude, (laughs) man, what are you doing? You're hurting the cause here. Bears are scary. I do not. Yeah, they are not your friends. Yes,
1: I do not like bears. They're, I mean, I like I like them. I mean, they're cool to watch yeah. videos of them. Yeah, bears are great. But like you're like you said, you don't want to. Yeah, you I don't, don't want to run off on one. No, right,
0: ever. Even the, like the black ones and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, no, I'm, just, I'm so glad we don't have grizzlies around. No here.
1: matter how close you think you are, no matter how tight.
0: Yeah, you make a move.
1: Timothy Treadwell, <laughs> he was friends with the bears for oh. what ten years. Oh, that's the dude that got eaten by. But them. eventually, hey. When they get hungry,
0: yeah, you're just a meal, and there's nothing you can't stop them. They're huge.
1: Have you ever seen The Revenant? Yes, I have. Dang, I watched it when I had COVID. <laughs> I watched that movie and I was like, "Man, bear attacks are a lot worse than I thought they yeah. would be." <laughs> no,
0: there's no. Fun I already at all.
1: thought they'd be pretty bad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Dang. That's a great movie, by the way. It is. As someone who never watches movies, mm-hmm. I enjoyed that movie from start to finish. It's great. I love some mountain man stuff. It's I'm all about it. I wish I could be a mountain man. You <laughs> right. know, If I could go back in time, just live and trap and hunt for fun and food and sustenance, that'd be a great life.
1: I told my dad we needed to get together and watch that movie. Yeah. And then he died, so... Uh-huh. We're not going to watch it together, at least not yet. In spirit? (laughs) You think so? Is it rated R? Can you watch it with Eli? (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, My next story here. woman pulls down pants in the aisle of a Florida flight and screams, I got to go pee. Oh. I mean, when you got to go, you got to go. But don't most airlines have a... They have a, t- a restroom. Yeah. Can use. Usually
0: they have a couple of them on there. Hmm. You just got to wait your turn sometimes.
1: A woman riding on a Frontier Airlines flight. Oh, this is Frontier.
0: This is a problem. <laughs> we never should have allowed poor people to travel.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. But I'm, here's further I'm evidence. I'm right every time. <laughs> I mean, I'm... I'm I'm poor. and You're I still not poor. I still haven't flown a poor. whole lot in my life. <laughs> You're not poor. You live in Belle Meade. You're not poor. Uh, a woman. Okay, yeah. Frontier Airlines flight. She flashed to her fellow passengers on Monday after pulling down her pants mid-flight, according to video shared with News 6. The woman who has not been publicly identified, which, I mean, if this video has been posted on Reddit, yeah, she's been identified. Knows yes. <laughs> <laughs> was reportedly one of several passengers headed to Philadelphia from Florida. Footage shared with News Six by passenger Julie Hartman shows the woman saying "Sorry, everybody" before pulling down her pants, okay, and then squatting in the aisle. Wouldn't you just
0: be like, "Hey, does somebody have a Coke bottle or something I can use?" <laughs> yes. I mean, I know it's harder for women <laughs> than men to hit the hole on a Coke bottle, but
1: you just don't go right on the carpet like a dog. I mean, she apparently she did. The woman indicated that she intended to relieve herself in the aisle after reportedly being told that she couldn't use the bathroom by a flight attendant. Okay, that uh, makes a little more sense. Okay, yeah. No, other passengers, the seatbelt sign is on. You can't get up. Other passengers on the flight can be heard shouting at her, with one saying that there were children on the plane.
0: Great. I would have hollered. That's my fetish. <laughs>
1: Uh, however, she was seen pulling her pants back up before yelling, I don't give a bleep. Sure. No, bleep you. I got to go pee. Okay. And she eventually walked away and confronted a flight attendant. Meanwhile, another passenger on the flight can be heard saying, that poor little boy, likely referring to a young boy in the seat next to where the woman dropped her pants. Oh. I mean, he's, he's he going to have, have, have kick a story her over. to take back to school. You know, like
0: <laughs> if she squatted down and was peeing, she's defenseless. And that's when you just push her over,
1: <laughs> make her land in it and everything. Yeah. In another video, the woman was seen confronting several of the passengers aboard the flight while screaming and cursing. Matthew Hartman and I had the most awful experience flying home from Florida this afternoon. Julie Hartman wrote on Facebook, A passenger was upset that she was required to sit in her assigned seat and decided to pull her pants down on the flight right in front of two children. I literally had a front row seat to the spectacle. She threatened to kill another passenger. Beautiful. She threatened me after I told her to sit down. I hope she was arrested and banned from ever flying again.
0: Is it wasn't the uh, the lady who was saying that guy's not real,
1: right? <laughs> no. Because I, I might have stood up and watched. I've seen the video. It <laughs> yeah. was not. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> I might have stood up and watched.
0: Deidre, I just need to protect the family. Yeah. Okay. I need to keep <laughs> eyes on this lady. Um, to the people that listen to this podcast, I love all of you. Don't ever fly Frontier Spirit. And I would – it's getting dicey on Southwest. Now. I was
1: just going to say, what about Southwest?
0: Yes. JetBlue, I think. Mm-hmm. Watch all of them. You you want to stick to United
1: and Delta, maybe. Do like John does and, like, get a private plane. Sure. That's the only way I fly.
0: Yes. Me and P. Diddy,
1: we share one. And Kenneth Copeland and Creflo Dollar. We all go in on a private jet together. Was it Jesse Duplantis? He had three planes. He was trying to save yeah. up for a fourth. Yeah, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they confronted him about it. Well, know? I just remember
1: we did this st- like way yeah. back, like oh, early, yeah. early Earth Oddity. We talked about it.
0: Televangelists. I should have went that route, you know. I think about it sometimes. I know I don't know how they lay down and sleep at night, knowing they're deceiving people in the Lord's name, right? Now I don't think, uh, you know, the the Lord's word never returns void. So I think there probably are reaching some people for Christ, but Mm -hmm. they're just getting money out of everybody. It bothers me, and I'm getting targeted ads from Joel Osteen now,
1: (laughs) and and uh, look. I feel like most most, all of us could be doing better. Yeah. But, man, they could do so much help. Absolutely. With that money. Yes. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's like when I I don't want to make fun of our brothers and sisters of the Catholic faith, Mm -hmm. but it's like when you see a priest holding up like a 24-karat gold thing, Praying about the poor people, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> just sell that man and give them the money. <laughs> like, we don't need all the jewel encrusted goblets and stuff, right? Just give it the money away. Yeah, but there's big Baptist churches too, mm-hmm. you know, that yes. have a lot more money than they need. <laughs> we
1: just haven't been around as long as the Catholic Church. No, right? We you give us another thousand years, yeah, we'll have that too. <laughs> Funny hats, all that stuff. <laughs> we'll get into it. Robes, you know we will. <laughs> what if? Uh, what if by the time the Protestants get there, like they're still wearing suits, but that has become <laughs> oh, investments? Like, yeah, like, you know, <laughs> they're all because like, I imagine one day, way back when, when priests started wearing robes, that was probably just what they wore back then, yeah, right? right? Yeah, and, you would think. You know, two thousand years later, that's like this. You know, fancy yeah, they're like, religious garb. Yeah,
0: I would like to have a little bit of jewels on this. <laughs> you know, everyone needs to know I'm above this other level, which we saw some, uh, uh, I think it was a cardinal. He had on like one of the little red hats Okay, and some nuns in the airport, and uh, they went and ate at the restaurant, and the cardinal ordered him a beer, and Hudson was like, can they drink beer? He yeah. like, was like, he was gonna, I was like, yes. they're not
1: Baptists. Yes, they can. I was like, they're not Baptists. <laughs> he can drink all the beer he wants. <laughs> Can't sleep with a woman, but he can drink all the beer he wants. Well, you know, it's everything's a compromise, Hudson. Sure, right. <laughs>
0: yeah. He, he was just blown away. It was like him and a couple of nuns and a couple of other priests. He like, had an entourage with him. Right. So I figured he was a big deal. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know who you know. I mean, I'm Baptist. I don't know who everybody is in their in their faith. So denomination, whatever. I don't know what you call it. So I
1: could be mistaken. Uh, Catholics. I know we have some that listen. Like write yeah. in and let us know. I believe the cardinals are a a special group of bishops. Like. Yeah, they're like, you, you're a priest, up. and then you got your bishop, and then do you have an archbishop? And then, yeah, I
0: have no idea.
1: How I it's think all among structure. them, there's like a special group of yeah. cardinals. But I
0: was like, but, Hudson, one of these nuns may start flying. I watched a TV <laughs> show about it, <laughs> they can fly. <laughs> I watched a whole TV show about it when I was kids. Yeah. Um, all right. Moving on here. My phone automatically updated last night, by the way. I didn't <laughs> tell it to. It wasn't plugged into a power source. I hate it when they got that technology. <laughs> I mean, it bothers me. Because <laughs> I'm anti phone updates. <laughs> but whatever. All right. Um I don't know which one to do next. Okay. Spaceflight. First of all, let me just—I've said many times—I've always, I always wanted to be an astronaut growing Mm -hmm. up. I blame my parents for not sending me to space camp. I take all of that back now. Okay, (laughs) space flight could exacerbate erectile dysfunction, scientists discover. My parents were looking out for me; they knew (laughs) there's a new way in which going to space could mess with the human body. A study on rats in simulated space environments suggests that being weightless and exposed to space radiation, unprotected by Earth's atmosphere, could have uh, deleterious effects on vascular tissues associated with erectile dysfunction.
1: Okay, time out. Yeah, um, I'm, I am fascinated to find out what they what they learned in this rat study. Oh yeah. Okay. But real quick, could we not have just asked the dudes that have been up there for a really, really, really long time? Well, my question was going to (laughs) be,
0: how do you get a rat hard to know if if it works or not? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. Do you like... Bring out your finest rat in a two-piece bikini. (laughs)
1: Play some soft jazz. (laughs) Maybe so. Light a candle, (laughs) pour a glass of wine. You know, uh, if you lit a candle in space, it wouldn't look like it does here on Earth. Oh, yeah? It would just be a ball of light. Oh, yeah? Because there's no gravity. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah. It would be like a little itty-bitty star. I probably would learn that at space camp, but I didn't get to go. (laughs) But... My only point is, we have astronauts who've been up there in space for a really, really, really long sure. time. I've heard some of them have done it up there. <laughs> well, I, I have heard the opposite that absolutely no humans whatsoever yeah. have had sex in space. There's been a married couple that But went there up was, there. I was about to say, yeah. there was a married couple in space that got married, what, the week before? Yeah. They got married in secret yes. the week before they went to space. Right. Of course they did it. So, <laughs> I mean, of course. <laughs> Um, or, I mean, I feel like you got to at least try. Yeah. So, how can you not try? So, look, okay, I know it's embarrassing. The astronauts can be anonymous if they want to be anonymous. But, can instead of spending all this money and shooting a bunch of rats into space yeah. and showing them a bunch of rat porno, <laughs> <laughs> studying well, no. rat boners in space. Can we not just ask the dudes that have been up there for a long time? Yeah.
0: Uh, it seems like that would be a logical thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Astronauts, call in and let us know <laughs> if you've had sex in space. How many
1: times did you whack it while you were up there? Oh, every day. <laughs> of course. would <laughs> be the first thing I would do. Let's see what happens. Let's see what anti-gravity does to this. Um, it would... J- Shoot you in the opposite direction is what it would <laughs> right. do to propel you out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, kids.
0: <laughs> um, in space, in microgravity, in a radiation environment, human physiology starts going away. Effects like bone and muscle density loss, fluid redistribution, increased cancer risk, and excess flatulence have all been documented or studied. Um, this
1: oh, is the one area of that the science is just too fearful to tread. I suppose. Just I so,
0: uh, their investigation was d- conducted on 86 adult male rats who were divided into six randomized groups. Each of these groups was subjected to uh, simulated space conditions or controlled conditions. Um, I got a scrolling ad. It's going nuts. Hold on, it's got one second left. Maybe I can make it go away after that. It's an Apple ad too. Thanks for updating my phone buttholes. Uh, <laughs> this thing's giving me the most deleterious alterations to, alterations to vascular reactivity were produced primarily primarily by galactic cosmic rays which were observed after a prolonged recovery period following simulated space flight, it says. Um, A physiologist and urologist, Justin LaFavor of Florida State University explains, while the negative impacts of galactic cosmic radiations were long-lasting, functional improvements induced by acutely targeting Uh, The redux in nitric oxide pathways in the tissue suggest that the erectile dysfunction may be treatable. Good news. It's treatable. (laughs) Okay. So Good to know. We've documented on this show my struggle to try to get a Viagra prescription. (laughs) how they won't give it to me. I don't know why they won't. Why can't you just let a guy have fun, doctors? (laughs) I know physically I don't need it, but I just want to have a little fun. (laughs) Now I'm going to tell them I've been to space. (laughs) And I've been having trouble getting erect since then. We'll see if I get it this time. Yeah. But... Anyways, um, if you're thinking of becoming an astronaut.
1: Something to consider.
0: Yeah. Weigh all the pros and cons. <laughs> right. You do get to go to outer space if you believe you can break the fear of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, but you may not be able to get boners when you get back. <laughs> right. But how could anything excite you? Once you've been strapped to a rocket and sent to outer space, that may be the biggest part of it.
1: I mean, I feel like there's stuff that could excite me more than that. It involves a dollar general
0: sack over your head.
1: <laughs> yes. And a one arm Waffle House <laughs> waitress. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, excitement, <laughs> We have an update okay. here. Now, I don't know if it was the patron show or if it was the main show.
0: Yeah, I don't remember
1: either. But we talked on this show about a Catholic priest from Alabama who fled with an underage parishioner. Right. I, I think that's what they call him. Yeah. Alexander Crow. Mr. Crow. <laughs> Mr. Crow. Uh well, he apparently he's gotten married to this girl. Okay. She turned 18. True and, love waits. <laughs> true love wins, and true love wins. <laughs> I, I guess that that makes him not a priest anymore, right? Yeah, I would think. I think that's
0: probably one way to get kicked out. I yeah. mean, running away with a teenager—if
1: <laughs> that wasn't enough—I mean, once you decide not, he he could still be celibate, right? what I was about to say, religions of all sh- sh- stripes can. Yeah, let a lot of things slide. Sure. I'll just say that. Yes, you're right. But yeah, I think can, this is one that's not going to slide, though. Can he? He could be married and
0: still be celibate. I've been doing that for a long time.
1: <laughs> anyway, a Roman Catholic priest in Alabama who was investigated by law enforcement after fleeing to Europe with a recent high school graduate, graduate he met through his ministry, legally married her after returning to the U.S. with her. A document provided to the Guardian showed. Uh, according to a marriage license filed in Mobile County, Alabama. Oh, they came back to Bama,
0: and got married.
1: They did. She gotta let her family come to the <laughs> ceremony. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's paying for it, right? <laughs> I mean, if if I was trying to, if I was a Catholic priest looking to marry an extremely young girl, I'd come sure. to Alabama too.
0: But you know how. Like, what an ego boost for that girl. You're like, I turned him. He was married to
1: Jesus, (laughs) and now he's married to me. Alexander Crow, 30, married the 18-year-old former McGill Tulane Catholic High School student on Friday. In late July, Crow, an expert in the theological study of demons and exorcism, had his clerical duties removed by the Catholic Archdiocese of Mobile after going to Italy with the teen and indicating that he would never return to the U.S. Oh. Well so, that didn't last very long. Man, he was like, I'm not coming back.
0: Well, I bet you having an 18 year old complaining about wanting to go home.
1: He's <laughs> like, fine, we'll go back and get married. The archdiocese told him that he abandoned his assignment and was accused of behavior, quote, totally unbecoming of a priest. I would agree with that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I mean, you got married. Yeah. (laughs) That's one thing they don't do. (laughs) That's a big no-no, I think. (laughs) Though the archdiocese did not elaborate, priests take a vow of celibacy, and amid a worldwide decades-old clerical molestation scandal, Catholic officials have implemented guidelines meant to establish boundaries between clergymen and vulnerable adults. The parents of the teen who attended the school where Crow volunteered we're not aware that she was going to Italy with him. She just up and left. Yeah, I am out. <laughs> the Mobile County Sheriff's Office reviewed allegations that Crow engaged in sexual misconduct and groomed multiple girls oh, man. at McGill-Tulin. However, on November 7th, a mobile TV station, WKRG, published a statement from the local district attorney saying prosecutors would not pursue charges. I so why. I guess, well, they said, I guess, was that just to lure him back? It's another one of them Soros <laughs> DAs. Uh, that's good. <laughs> you got me down with the all right to get that statement. joke. Tip of the cap to you, sir. <laughs> the statement said that after being summoned to meet with investigators through a subpoena, the teen declined to answer any questions about her trip with Crow. She appeared in seemingly good health and said that she is safe, said the or the statement said, without being able to speak with the young lady about those events, we do not have sufficient admissible evidence to charge a crime at this point. Therefore, this investigation therefore this investigation is currently closed. But I bet her parents love to hearing them say yeah, that. Sure.
0: I bet her daddy's not closed that investigation.
1: <laughs> I bet it's still open. I've been wide open, <laughs> probably with a 12-gauge shotgun. The investigators found a letter that Crow sent to the girl on Valentine's Day when she was still 17. The missive expressed strong love and declared... They were already married. Oh, I mean, that's a um, classic. I, yeah. I mean, what guy dude, hasn't tried dude, that one before? Dudes have been trying that one yeah. for a long
0: time. I mean, we're we're basically pretty we're, much. We don't need a piece of paper <laughs> yes. to say we're married. God knows we're married. That's right.
1: What do you think Adam and Eve had a marriage certificate? Uh, The marriage license filed jointly in their names in Mobile listed the wedding date as Friday. Okay. Uh, I wonder, was that Black Friday? Yeah, sounds like it. I wonder if they had like a 50% off marriages. They just showed up at Thanksgiving like nothing had happened. (laughs) Pass those deviled eggs. We're good. (laughs) Document which prominently lists Alabama's minimum age of marriage as 16, affirms each of us is entering into the marriage voluntarily and of our own free will and not under duress or undue influence. Attempts to contact, contact Crow, the girl, or their families were not immediately successful. The Mobile Archbishop Thomas Rohde has said that he intends to seek Crow's permanent removal from the clergy in extremely rare measure not often used against clergymen, criminally charged with or even convicted of sexual abuse. So, man. Hmm.
0: Wow.
1: Is it because he married a girl? (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) Just asking. Possibly. The process controlled by church law would not start until the beginning of next year. Uh, Rhodey was a high-ranking official in nearby New Orleans in 2000 when that city's archdiocese included him on a letter reinstating a priest who had gone on sabbatical after having admitted sexually molesting or harassing multiple children. That priest, Lawrence Heckler, has not faced expulsion from the clergy. He retired quietly in 2002, but was recently indicted on charges of child rape, kidnapping, and other crimes. Rhodey has repeatedly rebuffed insinuations that the Mobile Archdiocese was slow or or reluctant to cooperate in the investigation of Crow. Hmm. So I'm sure. Apparently they're I mean, I feel like this they're they're trying to We're we'll gonna make an example out of him. They
0: they're not in a position not to. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean that's they're doing exactly what they should do. Is you just gotta draw a hard line. No messing with kids. Okay. Right.
1: Yeah. But they're saying here that like this other dude, like, you know, <laughs> he's he's Crow is getting he's getting ex, you know Yeah, he's getting expulsion. excommunicated or whatever. Yeah, yeah, but this other dude, he stepped down of his own free will. Yeah. Huh. Well well anyway.
0: Uh I'm glad they're back home, state sides. But I mean, this is what we get for letting the French settle South Alabama, so <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I can't see her parents being too happy about this. You took my daughter to Italy without my consent. And Mm -hmm. now you're marrying her like y'all haven't even had premarital counseling.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, granted, she's 18. Sure. And it probably started before she turned 18. I would think so. But, uh, man, like I wonder (laughs) what happened like in their home. Oh, I mean I, I guess sometimes I guess sometimes yeah. teenagers just go off and do some wild Look, things. But my man. parents
0: raised me the best they could and I still did a whole lot of stupid stuff. <laughs> right. You know, and that is not a, I'm not a reflection on them. Um they But
1: you didn't take off to Italy with a 30-year-old woman.
0: No, but it, had I had the opportunity, I might. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I did not have that opportunity. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. You got to think at some point you're gonna to have to have a conversation with the guy if you're her dad. It's mm-hmm. about look, Mr. Crow, we need to we need to sit down and talk here. What do you think he does now that he's not gonna be a, a priest? I don't know. Can you still do like exorcisms on the side?
1: <laughs> I mean you know I would assume you potentially could, but they wouldn't be like, you know, what's the word? Like they wouldn't have the church's stamp of yeah, approval. Right.
0: But, I mean, if you get the demon out, do you need to?
1: <laughs> it's a it's a back alley, <laughs> yeah, right. like, unaffi- like black market exorcism. That's right. He's <laughs> posting ads on Craigslist. Yeah, it's a duel. Um, it's basically the comic book John Constantine. Okay,
0: I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I'm sure somebody does. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe he just gets like a regular old job. Yeah, he's like working at Sam's Club or <laughs> something like that now. Yeah, he's got a family. He's got a wife to support.
1: I mean, that's what I say. He's in Mobile. Yeah. So maybe he could get a job on the ship, on the, on oh, the yeah. shipyard. Yeah, you get down know,
0: the shipyard or the Airbus factory down yeah. there where they build airplanes. I, I don't know. I, I bet you it's not going to be as romantic to her when he's coming home from his nine to five <laughs> as, as it was when he was a cool priest,
1: a <laughs> right. cool young hot priest.
0: <laughs> Yeah, you know, and he comes in after a long day. kicking
1: Satan's tail. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes in a long day after riveting a, a ship down in the shipyard, and he's tired, and he won't suffer. She's not going to think it's too cool. But 18-year-olds are dumb, so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's any call for a 30-year-old and an 18-year-old to get together. That should probably never happen. Hmm. I think there was a time in our history where stuff like that happened a lot, but not anymore. I would be very unhappy if that was my kid.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Me too. Uh,
0: Yeah. I'd have had a fight with him. He may have beat me up because I'm not a great fighter, but I would have had a fight (laughs) with him. He may have whooped me. And I don't matter. I'd probably try to fight him for the next 10 times I saw him.
1: (laughs) He's like, uh, she's like, can we go to my parents for Christmas this year? (laughs) And he's like, was your dad going to attack me again? (laughs) (laughs) Probably. (laughs) I've already
0: beaten him up like eight times. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. Kids, don't go running off with priest, okay? We're always concerned about national security on this podcast. It's <laughs> one of our biggest concerns ever.
1: I mean, I don't think we take it as serious as the nation itself takes yeah. it. No, but yeah, well, we're right- we're probably right
0: below them <laughs> they're they're one, we're one a yes. I think Earth the Honey podcast loves <laughs> we care about national security um u s nuke reactor lab is hit by gay furry hackers demanding cat human mutants <laughs>
1: okay, surely, this is just a joke, right? like there's no doubt in my mind that gay furry hackers have gotten control of some data somewhere sure, and locked it down. But they don't actually think that they're (laughs) going to be able to turn out some cat-human hybrids, do they? I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe they can. (laughs) Uh, I mean, if comic books have taught us anything, it's that radiation poisoning is actually really cool. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Now... You
0: know way more about the furry community than I do. <laughs> right. I I thought all furries were gay. No. So some furries are straight. Some. Okay. Apparently not these. These were just all gay furry. <laughs> right. Okay. I was like gay furry hackers implies there's straight furry hackers out there. But I assume they were all gay.
1: I mean, I, look... I, I don't think I'm quite the expert you think I am. (laughs) I know you dabble. (laughs) You like a good mascot. I know more about like the otaku slash hentai (laughs) community. (laughs) (laughs) That's your area of expertise. There's a tiny bit of overlap there. (laughs) 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 But uh, it's my understanding that, that, I mean, everyone laughs and makes jokes about the furries who actually dress up and then have lacy homes yeah, in right. their outfits. Sure. But I think there's also people who just, they're just more, there's, I guess, what would you call it is like furry light. Okay. These are people who just go to conventions and and do the dress up part, but they're not, they're not as into in the them. sexual part of okay. it.
0: Okay. They just like to, some people like to be mascots. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. I know a big owl. I, like, for some people, it's a fetish, and then yeah. for some people, it's just, hey, I just... It's a hobby. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I got you.
0: The self-described gay furry hackers of Siege Sec are back, this time boasting they've broken into America's biggest nuclear power labs, computer systems, and stolen records on thousands of employees. Some of the data has already been leaked, it appears. Hmm. Siege, sieged sec, which also claims to have breached NATO's IT security on two occasions this year, said it now has it has now hit Idaho National Laboratory INL, which is run by the U.S. Department of Energy's Office of Nuclear Energy. Employees' social security numbers, physical addresses, and bank account data are among the information said to have been pinched. Uh, the lab has at least acknowledged its HR system suffered a, a cyber attack. On Monday, November 20th, Idaho National Laboratory determined that it had been a tar- target of a cybersecurity data breach in a federally approved vendor system outside the lab that supports INL Cloud Human Resource Services. Spokesperson Lori MacManera told The Register today, INL has taken immediate action to protect employee data. The self styled furry hackers, meanwhile, have offered to remove the staff records if the lab performs experiments that at best could be described as highly irregular. We're willing to make a deal with INL. If they research creating IRL cat girls, we will take down this post, <laughs> the group said.
1: Wait, these are gay furry hackers. Why do they yeah. want cat girls? I, I don't know. <laughs> Everything's fluid. I mean, I can only think of one thing you would do with a cat girl. <laughs> yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. You
1: let it loose in the yard to catch the rats. Exactly. Yeah.
0: The creation of real cat-human-female hybrids is frequently posted at mean in certain cor- corners of the Internet, but it's not the laboratory specialty. According to the Hacktivist, the invaders gained access to hundreds of thousands of user, employee, and citizens' data, among its full now, I don't know why they got citizens data at the nuclear lab. <laughs> yeah. That's a little alarming.
1: <laughs> what, what, are, yeah, what are they doing with our data there?
0: I, I don't they probably it's everybody who got the vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Uh, that's right. <laughs> that's though they won't hit us with the nuclear rays, Tiny. They know we're good, <laughs> obedient citizens. Uh Uh, Among all that was full names, dates of birth, email addresses, social security numbers, employment info, and lots, lots more. Uh, Idaho INL employs more than 6,100 people uh, in its massive 890 square mile site, uh, which houses the densest concentration of nuclear reactors in the world. It's unclear what motivated siege sex attack on INL. In its previous network presentation of NATO, the group attributed its actions to the military orgs' attacks on human rights, adding that is also, quote, fun-to-leak documents. <laughs> so they're just doing it for the... I'm not lo- arguing with them there. <laughs> they're doing it for the laws? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Well... I think it's kind of neat that they are just like, we're gay furry hackers, but I'm sure it's just normal dudes that are using that because they think that's funny to say, (laughs) and it freaks everybody out. I mean, it
1: is pretty funny.
0: Do you think there's like a room of people dressed in their little furry things sitting at computers, keyboards? I hope so. That would be
1: great. (laughs) I have no idea. But I would like to think that it is exactly that. <laughs> well, like one dude over there is in a zebra costume, but he's having trouble typing. Right with <laughs> he, his he's just hitting the keyboard with his hooves. <laughs> <laughs> like Gary, you're screwing the code up, buddy. <laughs> it's well, ones and zeros. Come on now. Come on, man.
0: <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't understand hacking. Like I don't. Uh, I mean, I get. That what hacking is, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't understand how you get into hacking. Like I think you just have to be a super computer nerd to go. Okay, well I understand how to manipulate this code or whatever. Mm-hmm. I will never be to that level.
1: I started listening to this podcast called Hacker in the Fed. You ever heard about it? No. It's done by Chris something he was like the fbi guy who like took down the silk road okay and a former black hat hacker that he busted named hanter something he went by sabu online they all got cool names (laughs) well i mean you can't you can't just put your name that would be the best way to hide (laughs) in plain (laughs) sight hacker john long well i was about to say if you were like a famous celebrity you probably could get away with that. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> like, like, Edward Norton. Oh, yeah. I'm sure this is the real Edward Norton. Tom Hanks. Meanwhile, it is Edward Norton. <laughs> Tom Hanks
0: hacked into the nuclear lab as demanding cat girl research.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh yeah, he said that uh he got into it. He was he was like 14 years old and he like found some computers that this one business was throwing out. And he just started playing around on there and he just learned it. I I think you have, like you said, you got to be like pretty, pretty smart. Yeah. Like you can, these days you can go to school and you can like learn all kinds of IT stuff and you can become a hacker. But uh, some of these people, yeah, I think they're just super smart and they just learn it.
0: What I'm saying is I don't think that the hackers are getting laid enough, right? (laughs) Like if they were getting late enough, they were like, "Who cares about code? <laughs> Who cares about hacking into the to the nuclear lab or whatever? You're like, I'm mm-hmm. going to see my girlfriend tonight. I'm not gonna sit here and break apart all this stuff in the background to figure out how to get breach a firewall or whatever, you know, mhm, so. Girls, you got to lower your standards a little bit for (laughs) national security. Sometimes you're going to have to get with a gay furry hacker. Yeah. Yeah. For the good of the country.
1: But he's probably going to get like a six-figure salary job.
0: right. What if
1: he actually starts working? Yes, right. (laughs) Because he does like real computer science stuff. Once he has a family and he has to do like actual work, yeah, he's probably going to be making a lot of money. Right.
0: That's exactly it. He's very smart.
1: Yeah. That's all all I'm saying. A lot more money than like your former Catholic priest working down on the shipyard. Yeah. He's gonna
0: make a lot more money than the starting quarterback of your high school that you thought was so hot and you got married to, right? Yeah. And you now think he's about- like
1: now he works at regions. Yeah. Really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cause Mike Shula played him too long against Florida. <laughs> <laughs> that's a deep cut joke that maybe thirty percent of our audience got, but that's fine. Let's talk about the greatest hacker of them all. And that's uh, Mr. Squirrel. That's his hacker name. <laughs> <laughs> he, he hacked the recipe to Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out on cajuncurl.com where you can order the spice right there on the website. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana. And it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Bunda Spice on it will change your life. On the website, that's CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Bunda Spice, and you can also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou of Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowels Fresh Market, South Finest Meats, Mark's Mart, and the Piggly Wigglies, the one in Taylorville, and the one on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard in Northport. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou you blended spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at cajuncurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10%
1: discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right. Uh, we do not have any voicemails this week We do have some questions Okay And now it's time for Ask John questions about stuff Our audience likes to ask us questions on this show If you have any questions for us You can go to our Discord server, server Link in the show notes And go to the questions, questions, questions uh, Subchannel Or you can submit them directly to us Via the website that is earthoddity.net our first question comes from That's Our Babo. Why is the cereal Grape Nuts called Grape Nuts?
0: I assume I've never had Grape Nuts. Mm-hmm. That there are nuts and grapes in it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, I've never had it either. So yeah,
0: I'm not a <laughs> grandfather yet. So I haven't started eating it.
1: I thought it was like nuts that were kind of like glued together, maybe in the shape of grapes. Okay, but I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> where my imagination went. <laughs> you stumped us. That's our Babo. <laughs> Next question. That's our Babo. What is some great advice that you've received but you've never needed to use?
0: Great advice that I've received. Stop, drop, and roll.
1: <laughs> nice. Now you've had to use I've that. I used before. that one. <laughs>
0: But I have it.
1: Uh, I, I think probably the best advice that I haven't needed to use as of yet is don't talk to cops.
0: Yeah, that's a very good one. Yes. I've had to use that one. <laughs> don't Plenty. talk to cops. It, in my experience, it is best to avoid police any chance you get. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to ever interact with the cops, ever. Ever. Just leave them alone. Let them do their thing. You do your thing. Just live in a world apart from them.
1: Because the thing about the cops is they don't know who the good guys are right. and who the bad guys are. And they have yeah. to treat, for the, for their own safety, they sometimes have to treat everybody like they're right. the bad guy.
0: Here's the other thing about the cops. Their job is to take people to jail. Right. right? And if you're interacting with them, your chances of going to jail uh, astronomically uh, go higher. So just leave
1: them alone, okay?
0: (laughs) You don't want to give them any reason to find a reason to take you to jail.
1: Next question comes (laughs) from The Driver. What is your favorite thing to eat on Thanksgiving?
0: Ooh, um, I mean, dressing is
1: there. That's got to be it. That's mine too. In fact, at church, our church had like a a church-wide Thanksgiving meal. Oh, yeah? And my wife was like, Are you not gonna go by the dessert table? Because this some pie somebody had made, some somebody somewhere had made some kind sure. of great dessert. And I was like, I was like, you know, I love desserts, but we have desserts at our house all yeah. the time. We get dressing this time of year and that's it. I don't know why we can't have so, dressing year round." So yeah, I'm gonna go get yeah. more dressing.
0: I will say, and I this should have been my answer, is my mom's sweet potato casserole. It's the best, which actually is my great grandmother's sweet potato casserole, my mama rim froze, but um mm-hmm. uh, it's the absolute best in the whole world. And I love it more than anything. It is my favorite food when I'm on death row for killing the <laughs> priest who runs off of my daughter. <laughs> That will be the last meal that I request. Right. My mom has to cook for her dying son, her son who's <laughs> about to be put to death, a sweet potato casserole for me. Yes, that's it. I don't like anybody else's. Uh, you can't let any anybody else mess with a sweet potato casserole in my mind. Hmm. I've had people try to make my great-grandmother's recipe. It's not as good as what my mom does. Huh. Yeah. There you go. Sounds,
1: sounds excellent. It I like sweet potato casserole too. But for me, sweet potato casserole is too close to, like, sweet potato pie. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I feel like it belongs on the dessert table. I'll get some, but it's going to be, like, the last thing I get.
0: Oh, I, I, I it's a main dish for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, next question comes from the driver. Do you ever get distracted easy while doing work at your desk?
0: Yes. I, I'm the world's worst mm-hmm. of... Getting distracted.
1: Yeah, I don't because my desk is a standing desk <laughs> <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm busy, Yeah, so I tend not to. My
0: problem mainly is like I'll be working on a task and then people come in to ask me different things. You mm-hmm. know, like w- one of my jobs is just making decisions for people who are afraid to make them themselves because they don't want to get in trouble. So they just come to the next guy up the ladder and right. go. Here's what I think we should do. Do you think that's okay? And I have to go, yes or no. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. Then that happens. And then I have to try to get back on task. Then my phone rings and I have to deal with that. And I get distracted. And, yeah, it's difficult. <laughs> and then you get the normal office chit-chat that sometimes will drive me up the wall. But I'm a chit-chatter too sometimes, so I try to remember. I have to show grace to everyone, even though I'm working on something that I really
1: need to get done. Mm-hmm.
0: I have to hear about your kid or whatever you know it is, your cat, so yeah,
1: next question comes from Nicole. Have you ever eaten navy bean pie? Mm. I have never heard of navy bean pie. Have I haven't you?
0: either. I've had navy beans, huh. but I've never had navy bean pie. I will
1: have to give a little look see into what that is
0: yeah I'll, i' don't I'll, know.
1: I'll try anything just about
0: yeah i mean i i i'm i'm am i'm in general, I like a
1: pie, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. There's a bad joke. I'm not going to say it. (laughs) Uh, Last question comes from Tyler B. Are y'all going to do anything special for show 300? I don't even know what show we're on. (laughs) I think we're 284. Okay. So it's coming up. Yeah. But uh, I honestly have not given it a single thought. No. Maybe we'll broadcast shirtless. (laughs) (laughs) No, I will not be doing that. (laughs) I don't want to cause all the gay furry activists out there to to stumble. Yeah, we don't want
0: them stumbling <laughs> looking at two hunks of men like us. <laughs> oh, look at that bear. <laughs> I feel I'm more of a twink. <laughs> You're more of a bear. Yeah. I'm more of a twink. We cover the whole gamut here. We can wrap up the gay audience.
1: Uh. And then, not a question here, but uh, Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire says, uh, Tiny, I think you could seriously make some money with TikTok or whatever social media if y'all had a couple cameras. Yeah. We've had Squirrel telling us to get a camera and put this one. on YouTube since day one. That's right. And we haven't done it yet. We did live stream one
0: show from S.D. Allen. <laughs> we
1: did. On the internet.
0: <laughs> People forget.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know what? I'm... I, I'm probably going to do what I've done in the past and say, yeah, we're definitely going to do that and then not do it. We never will.
0: (laughs) We're the place where good ideas go to die. (laughs) Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, We also did get a text from Portland Pat. Okay. He says, uh, "Time share story. My wife and I went to Puerto Vallarta. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Nailed it.
1: Not Puerto Rico. No. I really wish it could have been that. Because I can say it's, that. It's Puerto Vallarta. <laughs> yes. And attended a timeshare presentation. Ooh, I wonder if they were giving away free Dollywood tickets. <laughs> <laughs> they asked what our budget was, what was our dream vacation, and how often we travel. I said that we were Christians so that we would love to go to Israel. The representative commented, oh, that's awesome. That's out near Hawaii, right? (laughs) Yes, the holy land. (laughs) No, it's currently a war zone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I looked at my wife. She rolled her eyes, and then I commented, yes, that's West Israel. (laughs) that's the West Bank yeah. I mean uh, <laughs> it might be before it's over with sure
0: <laughs> yeah uh,
1: that's uh, that's on the new heaven side <laughs> new earth <laughs> new
0: heaven and new earth
1: side well my joke was like they're western settlements that keep pushing further <laughs> sure. and further west they get all the way to the Pacific get, Rim maybe they'll get there eventually <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe so uh. So, uh, yeah, I guess that'll do it for this show. I guess so. One thing we need to do before we end this show is we need to thank our patrons. Seriously, guys, thank you so much for everything you do, for supporting this silly little experiment that I started four years ago. It's wild. Uh, We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. Those fine individuals are Mr. Shiny Disco Balls, Mr. Shane White, Mr. Chris Payne, The Driver, Ms. Jane <laughs> Uptograph, Ms. Sherry Heron, Ms. Sharon Craig, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Todd Glover, Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Nicole Walter, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Mick Will. Mick Will. Seriously, guys, thank you so much. Yeah. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earthoddity. We have a few tiers, but the $5 tier gets you the extended show. That's uh, another show that we do after this one. And speaking of extensions, what do we got coming up in the extension today?
0: Okay, we are going to talk about... uh Another OnlyFans story.
1: <laughs> is our extended show just about OnlyFans Lord, it's now? Is, it's just
0: an OnlyFans report. <laughs>
1: it, it's going to become like a review they, podcast where <laughs> we review other accounts.
0: Not a bad idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> OnlyFans
0: should pay us for the advertising.
1: <laughs> well, they won't. What but if it's Earth should.
0: Oddity brought to you by
1: OnlyFans? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. My pastor would love that. (laughs) That would be great. Yes. uh, Badonkadonk, (laughs) Gorilla69, zero stars, very few posts. (laughs) Not not enough content. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, anyways, we're going to talk about OnlyFans again.
1: I have a story about Disneyland. Okay. So, pretty much the same thing. (laughs) Yes. You got anything else?
0: No, that's it. Uh, Oh, we're going to talk about New York too. Oh, we can do that in the Patreon. You got to (laughs) pay to hear about what happened in New York. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You got anything else? No, that's it
1: thank you so much for listening to earth oddity podcast uh thank you for downloading us no matter where you get us whether it's apple podcast google podcast i heart radio spotify stitcher if you would like to write into the show we are earthoddity.net or you can go to our website that's earthoddity.net and you can submit your questions comments prayer requests whatever, straight from there
0: i'm big on the compliments guys come on
1: (laughs) If you would like to email into the show, oh, I said that part. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore Earth Oddity on X. We have show art on Instagram. That's that's underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. And we have a Discord server, link in the show notes. And a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number?
0: That's 662-493-2059. 662-493-2059.
1: We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the French Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. (laughs) This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.
0: Okay, patrons, let's talk about New York City, baby. New York City? That's right. My son. My oldest son, Thomas Long, auditioned.